be the world champion with a body like that. I am Johnny freaking wrestling. And that's the bottom line. And now, your world podcast champions. And welcome to another rumbling reality. I'm Ramsey, and on the other end is uh, Travis. The Travis. The Travis. Oh, Travis, too many things to talk about. A lot of uh, stuff occurred here in the last few weeks. Yeah, we took a little hiatus, a little bit of a breather. <laughs> that, yeah. honestly, I just haven't been that interested in WB lately. I've been watching it, it just hasn't really, like... I've had to have enough. Um, I don't know. Haven't had enough uh, energy to really talk about it for an hour. So that's that's where uh, that's where we've been at. It's it's been it's been extremely rough because Ramsey's not the only one who's had this issue here recently. I've had the same exact issue when it comes to trying to enjoy WWE, and there's very very few things about it that I can enjoy. Here's one major, huge, crazy, big rumor. That JR and Jericho are in cahoots to make a wrestling promotion with some mult was a billionaire. You heard about this one? I did. I did. I just recently Jericho heard about it. Jericho denied it, but he denied it so quick and in, in such in a joking manner. It was like, huh? There's always rumors out there, but for him to deny it so quick was kind of weird. I thought. I mean, it's Jericho, though. He likes to troll people a lot. Yeah, so. he does. He's the, he's the freaking man at, like, surprise entrances and just surprising people. Oh, yeah. So it wouldn't surprise me if he would come out and say that it's it's not true or that it's uh, it's false or whatever. And then, yeah, next thing you know, he turns around and he's got a full-fledged promotion. So. They have the back end of, I guess, a billionaire who's in the wrestling industry, too. I don't know who it was. I forgot. Uh, some people guessed it was Mark Cuban, but then there's others that have said that that's not the case. Um, he's the only one I can think of. Yeah, that, me too. That, um, I, my question I for you is, Travis, be. is if this is true, what would you want to see in a, a, a more mainstream, mainstream wrestling promotion? I know it's like we already have WWE, but really there's nobody else maybe impact. I mean, there's nobody else that's really televised weekly that's really prominent. If this was going to be your next prominent wrestling promotion, what would you like to see differently than what WWE does? Tater, you know, such as like a, a young 28-year-old with long hair and a beard who could dress professionally at all times and it sounds really good on color commentary. <laughs> I mean, that's personally what well, I would like to see. Promoting yourself now. I'm talking I'm talking about like <laughs> You know, would you when you want you want to see a TV fourteen? Do you want to see, you know, you want to see more like more cruiserweights, more lucha stuff? I don't know. What would you? What, I, would, what would drive you to watch it? Honestly, I have to say that the indies in general, or I guess the independent promotions, if you even want to just go that route, because I mean, Impact is starting to really pick up some steam again. Uh, Ring of Honor's done has been doing really well. New Japan has been doing phenomenal. Um, it's one of those things where we have all these different types of styles from AAA in Mexico, which we also have Lucha Underground. Um, there's so many different styles that I just like 
how, especially with the all-in event, which we talked about here, was that there was an eclectic mix of wrestling styles. You know, it wasn't centered towards just one particular form. So me personally, that's what's been drawing me away from WWE recently is because the WWE format of wrestling is just, it's, I don't want to say modern, but the only thing I can think of is it's, it's, it's too mainstream now. You know what I mean? I, if that makes any sense at all. Are you saying uh, like maybe like I almost kind of think it's more the factory you get a publicly traded company, so you're dealing with stock stockholders. On top of that, you're dealing with the owner's wife and the cabinet of uh, the, the president of the United States. There's a lot of factors why they can't do too many risky things anymore. I mean, is, that, and, is that something you think it plays into to be not being too edgy edgy anymore? Uh, I think to an extent. I mean, we can we've seen before like they're willing to push certain boundaries to a degree when it comes to promos. Um, but something that's really interesting that's going to be taking place, which I think we may have we may be bringing it up a little bit later on this show, but I figured that this is a good segue into it also because. Um, Fox had reportedly already talked with Vince McMahon and keep in mind if if my memory serves me correct the five-year deal that they signed with Fox wasn't it worth isn't it supposed to be worth like five or nine billion dollars or something, a million dollars something, something real crazy yeah something absolutely insane um, and because of that Fox wants to make sure that they can get a good return on their investment so as most people have seen WWE has already been advised by Fox that they want the SmackDown show, which will start airing on Fridays in October. Yeah, it's going to be now. They want it more sports oriented. Oh no! Like no, they no. Want I was going to say they're that. talking about merging them. Oh no! No, Raw they're not. Raw and SmackDown. No. They're talking about maybe merging them again. Well, and I wouldn't even I wouldn't even do that if if I was them. That'd be that's dumb. that's actually a pretty mainstream rumor right now. Like all everybody's reporting it. Well, I guarantee you it's only being reported right now strictly just because of the fact that they they had the WWE being they had it kind of brought down on them that, hey, listen, we're, we're not into this comedy stuff that you're wanting to do. Um, if you want us to continue to back you on this mainstream format, on network television especially, since that hasn't been done since SmackDown was on UPN back but in how the day. Would they, how would they make it more sports-oriented, which I'm actually down for because that would mean – Focusing more on like calling the match correctly and not so much drama all the time. Exactly, it's it's pretty much it's pretty much what uh, what NXT is right now. Like, and that's I have an interesting theory that I was gonna uh, suggest. On I mean, you're right about that. Actually, they do less promote less drama stuff and more just good wrestling. Exactly, and but look who's in charge of NXT. You know what I'm saying? You, yeah. you kind of get where I'm going with this. Oh yeah. So. So my thing is, and this is only my theory, obviously there's nothing that's been confirmed and we're not going to know anything until next year anyway, but my thing is, I think Vince McMahon, we all we all know that he's relaunching the XFL in November, uh, February of 2020, right? Um, for those that watched the ESPN 30 for 30 about the XFL, they had people say that Vince... Uh, he really spread himself thin when it came to doing both the WWE and the XFL. That That's why one of the reasons the XFL tanked is because he just – they had production companies 
working for the same, uh, working for both brands, you know, and you can only do that for so long before you start basically sounding like your other product. And let's face it, WWE implemented a lot of WWE things into the XFL product and did not allow it to stay on its own. So my thought is with the XFL coming back, if Vince wants it to really succeed, he's going to have to focus more on that. I mean, he, he did just create a whole new company called Alpha Entertainment for this purpose. So I'm thinking with Triple H already taking over the 205 Live ranks that he has done, my did theory you know, is... till this day, not cut you off, it's been reported that Vince McMahon has never watched a full episode of NXT. Me. Like in the slightest. That's, that's been going around for a while now. <laughs> it would not shock me because I, I mean, like, Triple H said that. I think something like Triple H or somebody, some a superstar said that. I forgot who, but they actually said Vince has never watched a full episode. Again, I, it's not surprising because look at what happens to all the top guys on NXT when they come up to the main roster for the most part. Oh man, I was yeah. thinking about Sanity yesterday, and I was like, I was doing something for some kind of thing for Sanity. I'm not sure article or what, but I was like, God, this could have been so good. <laughs> Yeah, and where are they now? You know what I mean? Yeah, okay, no way. Sorry, cut you off. You're going. Um, so anyway, my theory behind it is with Triple H being in charge of the 205 live show, because he, he is, he's been given the ranks of that. Mm-hmm. Um, what if that's kind of like the testing period, and then uh, since SmackDown's move to Fox officially begins in October of 2019, which is just five months shy of the XFL kicking off. Yeah. Um, what if that's going to be like a little trial run to put Triple H in charge of the SmackDown show since he's done that with NXT and he's made NXT more of a wrestling-friendly product, not a entertainment product? Maybe that's the answer to it. If Triple H is given the reins over the SmackDown brand, can you imagine if what he's done with NXT could transfer over to the SmackDown brand? Like... That that would be exactly what Fox would be looking for. It would it would be more sports oriented yeah, or more sports like. Actually, good. That's actually very you know that's, that's smart thinking. Well, and that, to me, that would be your best strategy to go with because we all have said before that NXT. I mean, if I'm being I completely honest, make, I could just see him letting Shane do SmackDown solely. Well, and, and and there's nothing wrong with that either because Shane is actually more of a fan of the wrestling product, like. Even Shane McMahon himself, he was remember he was supposed to be the one to take over, and people forget that well, he's uh, the one who jumped out. So it's not it's not anybody else's fault but his own. Well, I mean, there's going to be stories and rumors and innuendos and everything like that as to what really happened there. But I mean, yeah, you're right. At the end of the day, he did he did sell his share and he left the company. Obviously, he's back now on good terms. He's so remember, he sold it to Ric Flair. Oh, stop! Let's, let's not go. Let's not do stories right now. Let's okay. let's stick with strictly reality. Oh, so, okay. uh, but we also don't even know to the extent that Shane's back. We don't know if he's and and nobody's really known this for for the entire time that he has been back on WWE. Is is he only back as a as an on screen character, or is he doing things behind the scenes too? Um, nobody really knows what the truth is. So you're right. Shane, Shane, but Shane was always praised by people that used to work for him. They said he was a great guy to work for. Matter of fact, they said out of all the McMahons, he was the best one to work for because he listened. 
he listened to the wrestlers. He actually took input from the wrestlers, and he actually could see uh, success and dollar signs and everything else. And he could still, uh, I mean, the whole ECW uh, revitalization, if you recall, on Paul Heyman's documentary, Paul gave Shane all the props in the world because Shane had the idea to resurrect ECW at the time in 2006 as an online service, like an online exclusive program that kept it low budget and still could serve as a developmental as to what we know NXT is now. That would have been the original ECW when it, or I'm sorry, that would have been the revived version of ECW that WWE put out. But we all know how that history went. So, yeah. But but that um, was Shane's that was Shane's idea. So Shane is not an idiot when it comes to promoting wrestling by any means. Yeah, I agree. Um, next topic. I was going to try to get to a whole bunch of topics today. Uh, sure. Dang, I forgot that wasn't. It was oh SmackDown one thousand. What was? What did you like? What did you hate? Um, definitely hated the opening segment. Um, Evolution is a mystery. Sorry. That was that was cool because it you know it definitely teased the the eventual Batista. And it Triple did a H good H job. Guy. I was like, ooh. Right, and and fans bought bought into it. Fans enjoyed Man, it. Batista is he's really getting good at his acting career because he really was like really got me. Batista Batista's done very well for him. I mean, if we want to be honest about it, no, he's not necessarily the Rock. But if you want to really make an argument for it, Batista's really come up in oh, Hollywood yeah. now. So I mean, he could honestly rival the Rock with at least to a certain level of success. Did you watch his um, uh, WWE thing they launched yesterday? His little like fifteen or minute little segment. Um, how his like it's like a documentary, like a short one from like a day before all the way to SmackDown uh, one thousand. They released that. I have not watched it yet. Though. Yeah, that's, I love that kind of stuff. They did it yesterday, uh, released it mm-hmm. yesterday morning, I think, and I watched it. I was like, this is pretty awesome. He was just kind of hinting, or he was like just kind of saying, like you could just tell, like he really like was excited for it and he was just saying like um you know I'm a, I'm a big batista mark so he was just saying like there's nothing like that instant feedback and he said you know you never know something could be up and i know their triple h and batista kind of like are you know that's rumored for a while now a wrestlemania match between them but i would love to see batista do another main run i know everybody hates that uh, i'll give the new guys a chance i say that all the time too but it's like batista he doesn't seem like a like an old past legend he seems like he could still go for a while Batista keeps himself in, in excellent shape, you yeah. know, much like much, much like The Rock, you know, Rock, who just exactly. posted a new, a new picture this morning, absolutely shredded. I mean, uh, Batista's difference is that Batista's not the size that he used to be anymore because he's thinned out from doing jiu-jitsu and everything. And he kind of has to for movie roles, honestly. Nobody wants a big dude. Like, The Rock used to be, like, super just big, big. He still is super big, no, big, man. super big, I know. I'm saying, but now he's more cut. Uh, I, yeah, I can I can definitely agree with the more cut, but he still has the size. So, yeah. um, but that's the thing when you're when you are cut. The weird subject we're talking about when you're cut, you can look bigger than you used to look, but still not look as. And you're in clothes. When you're in clothes, you actually still look big, but if you're cut, you look look. I don't know. When you're actually at your clothes, you look twice as big. I don't know. It's a, a bad analogy, but it's true. <laughs> 
we can always uh, we can always talk about John Cena, which we will, and his his cutness from Super Showdown and how he's actually Dude, smaller than what he was. I know. Dude, but we'll he, we'll get there. Mandarin's so good. Oh, I know. He he speaks it fluently. Man, I was watching it and people were like, somebody coming on Twitter is like, when did John Cena learn to uh, uh, talk in Mandarin so well? I was like, man, that's he's. I don't know how he does it. Either, but anyway, back to back to what we were saying about Batista. Um, Batista's vocally said that he wants to come back for one more run, yeah. and that it's just been. And when we say run, it's exactly what you said. He wants a full return, meaning he wants to work the full schedule, everything like that. That's what he wants is one last run. But so far, WWE just hasn't really bit on it. Why? I have no idea. No, they have a, they have a plan for him. Vince is Vince likes Batista. I just you know Vince just oozes over a big old tall strong dude who's made it in Hollywood. Vince loves Batista, but I think they're just saving it for WrestleMania. Well, well, to that very point, there are two things. One, Batista hasn't really given two dams about what he says, and has really kind of thrown WWE under the bus multiple times Which since he's I actually respect, left. I respect, him. I, I respect him too because he just keeps—he's just honest, and I appreciate Batista for that. Um, that being said, though, speaking of WrestleMania, because uh, we were talking about how they eventually are going to build to something, or at least that we think, yeah. according to uh, the, the Wrestling Observer uh, from Dave Meltzer, there is no clear-cut match locked down to WrestleMania yet. The reason why this is significant is because by this time, WWE already has their main event set well, as to what they want for the show. But it's not set yet. It's it's pretty much you're right. I'll I'll agree with that. It's kind of, it kind of goes a, a combination of what we both. Well, I'm said. just talking about right now, like this time period right now. Like this is right now, and all the rumors start happening. And I've heard things from Drew McIntyre to Brock Lesnar coming back again for it to um, Braun Strowman. Those are the three guys that keep going around the circles. But more importantly, the main thing that they've been talking about and that I had heard was that they were thinking of Ronda Rousey and Charlotte Flair to main event the, the show. I hope not. Uh, Becky Lynch is, like, on fire like hell. Well, and here's... Becky Lynch <laughs> versus Ronda, man. That would be awesome. And here, to, the, to that statement there, this is what's interesting about it, is while that originally was the idea going for it of Charlotte versus Ronda... Um, because of the recent heel turn from Becky and the fact that Charlotte has been getting more negative feedback since her feud with Becky, they've kind of cooled off on that even being an idea. So that's why they're, again, they, they don't necessarily lock every main event or at least uh, like all the matches in place beforehand. But at this time, because they've done it for so many years, by this point, there is usually a clear-cut main event that they're going to start building to. They haven't done that yet, and that's so, what worries some people. I know Ronda's on Raw, but it'd be kind of cool if Ronda dropped the belt like sometime soon, maybe at Evolution, I guess, and then she went to SmackDown. And then, um, I don't know. A, that sounds different. I don't know. I just think, um, uh, I guess Raw to me almost feels a little more packed with stars. And Becky Lynch needs somebody that high. I mean, she has people that are high caliber over there, but I just feel like Ronda Rousey would be good on SmackDown. Especially if it's going to go sports oriented. Oh, I was going to say, they probably won't do anything like that until next year, closer I mean, it to ties October. Into what you were saying earlier, kind of. 
I agreed, and I and I completely can see that taking place. It just won't happen until that yeah. time gets a little closer near. Like I wouldn't even expect that to happen until after WrestleMania. So back to SmackDown 1000. Um, what else did you think? What 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 other things stood out to you? I thought Rey Mysterio was on point. Rey Mysterio's on point. Looks Man, great. Shins, that looks was, absolutely that was a great. great. Match. That was a great little thing back and forth. That was that was that was like a pay per view caliber kind of match almost. Well, Remember when I was watching that, I think the reason why it was so good is because Nakamura, and this is to both Ray and Nakamura's credit, Ray had already done a couple of matches over in New Japan before his return to WWE. Um, so he was he was kind of still used to the strong style that, that Nakamura made famous. It looked to me, and maybe I'm just the only one who, who saw or thinks this, but it looked to me like Nakamura and Mysterio were extremely comfortable with, with each other's style. I thought you know what too. I mean? I, it just felt very fluid. I was like, man, these guys must they've been they've been they've been like in some six month feud. They're so they're so back and forth and so good. Yeah. It was a great. It was a great match. Um, I had no problem with Mysterio going over like you, at all. Do you feel like you don't see that very much anymore? Like that kind of fluidity, that kind of like just both people like just knowing each other. I feel like we don't see that much anymore, and the reason for that is because of WWE being so safety precautious now. Mm-hmm. Um, if you because re- uh, uh, the SmackDown show that was just here in Tulsa. Um, I remember I went with a buddy of mine who's not really a, a huge wrestling fan. He hasn't really watched the product in years, but he wanted to go to see what the experience was like. And I remember one of his main criticisms towards the, the presentation was that it seemed like all the wrestlers were just playing it safe when it came to the ring. Like, if you recall back when we were watching it, there when we would watch it as kids – Dude, and granted, yes, it was a different time, but I'm not talking about, like, the chair shots to the head or anything like that. But it seemed like everybody's style was way more physical. Like, it, it, like it made, they made it look like it was a real fight. Like, nothing was really staged or, I mean, or, or choreographed. I think, I think there's something to what you're saying, but I think also we're also living a day when there's – I think the wrestlers actually wrestle more. I'm not sure if this is true or not, so I'm kind of going slow on this. I think the wrestlers actually wrestle more throughout the week than they do back in the day. Because they have more, they have more shows now. There's more there's more house events. There's just more times when they're on the road doing things. They just know that some some matches and some weeks they can't go all super hard because there's a pay per view coming up, which they're like some main attraction part of it. I'm not sure if that's true or not. I'm just saying that could be why. Kind of like the Miz says he has you know people call him he has a safe style. And the reason why he does it so long because he has that kind of style. I could be wrong. That's a, that's a great point. Is that and you could be exactly right. I don't know exactly if their schedule styles uh, when it comes to touring. And, and keep in mind too, when I say when it comes to touring, and I know you know this, but with having two different brands of SmackDown and Raw, yeah, technically they've got more shows, but you have separate rosters, so they're still potentially working the same equal amount of time. Yeah, well, um, when I'm talking about you know house shows and stuff too, that's why. Right, right, and and that's what I'm saying too. You know, you to, said to, different styles and stuff, and that's what styles is something who I bring up too. Styles is one of those guys who almost feels like he goes hard in every match. Well, I think, I think to an extent he does, and, and or maybe or maybe let's let me go ahead and make this a little bit more detailed. I think there's certain guys that he feels yeah. more comfortable with going. Um, full board with like I I would expect and I saw a meme on Instagram earlier this week where it was jokingly saying how uh, I can't wait for the AJ Styles Daniel Bryan five minute match at Crown Jewel because it was just going to be literally like they have 
just a taste of what we're what we should be getting and then something's going to happen whether it's like a no contest no dq miz interferes something like the or whatever but it's not going to end like it should and that is so true that i feel like that's exactly what they're going to do but that to your point aj and and brian are two guys that i think would be extremely comfortable working with each other to where they could go a little bit more physical of course not too much because of brian's injury and you don't want to you know potentially put him in any more danger but that was a good point uh, that i saw there was like huh and there's something to what you're saying there i think there's just certain guys that feel more comfortable working with each other and they're not they're more relaxed i guess would be the the better phrase to say when they work with each other so, I don't want to talk on this too long because every single podcast is making this their headline. So, this is not going to be our headline. Saudi Arabia, what's your take on it? Because we've been off off air for two weeks. So, what do you think? WWE should go to Saudi Arabia, keep going with it. Like JBL said, if you want things to change, you bring WWE in there and start to change people's focus and change people's mindset. Which, I don't know how a wrestling promotion coming in would change how you deal with, you know, you know, back-end politics and killing people. But, yeah, what do you think about Saudi Arabia? So I, I've, had a, I've had a few days to process this myself. Um, on, the hand, on one hand, JBL's comments along with Kevin Nash's comments, I can kind of agree with, is that, you know, WWE is entertainment. They're not the UN. So, you know, them being involved in foreign politics. And they're also and arguably like a company, guys. Right, right. Um, they're, they're, they're right when they say that, Hey, you know, this isn't something that, you know, they should be worried about. Like politics has nothing to do with them. They're an entertainment company. Well, there's a problem with that statement from both JBL and Kevin Nash. You alluded to it earlier when your wife, Linda McMahon is on the president's cabinet for small business. Yeah. You're kind of going to get put under a microscope a little bit especially since your family that you are married to is still in a business that went from small business to a multi-billion dollar company. And so th- let's be uh, fair, even if she wasn't, this still would have made headlines. <laughs> oh, yeah, absolutely. And as of this moment, just in case anybody isn't aware of it, the Saudi Arabia thing, the tickets for Crown Jewel have been postponed and they do not show any kind of on-sale date except for uh, the Friday that they hold the event. So tickets Isn't the show Friday November 2nd? Event. Yes, and that's the only time that it's listing for ticket sales now. Like, it's not advanced ticket sales. And they were supposed to go on sale, I believe, and either Friday really or Thursday. That's super fishy. It is, because that's where a lot of people are like, well, are they going to cancel the event altogether? Okay, if, so it's, no, it's November 2nd, right? Yes, yes. There's still it's okay, basically two for weeks WWE away. WWE to do any kind of anything, they have to do like three. I mean, okay, let's. I know it's not gonna be a pay per view kind of like kind of thing, but they're they're trying to make a pay per view, so they're probably gonna have a pay per view kind of arena and kind of all this stuff, and that takes weeks to build and to get ready. Exactly. So I'm exactly. thinking. I'm thinking right now. There is no way WWE is not there right now. Have already built the set, so they're probably thinking, or at least at least almost all done with it. And they're probably thinking, well, what to do? I mean, today's the 21st, man. <laughs> There's no way they haven't, because they have to fly all their equipment overseas. That's kind of what makes a lot of this so intriguing is like, it, has there been anything started? Is there anything going? There's been no pictures, no kind of, uh, no kind of info saying that anybody's over there starting to build it. But you're right at this point, especially for Mania, two weeks out from WrestleMania, they're already there building the set. So it's it's very possible of what you're of what you're saying is true. 
Um, simplistically put, for my opinion on the whole Saudi Arabia situation, um, I don't think it's a good idea for WWE to go. I really don't. It's it's too it's too volatile right now. Like there's so much that's being made about this happening. I mean, it's on it's on audio that this journalist was intentionally assassinated. Period. There's there's no question about it. Right now, things are way too hot, way too uh, volatile for WWE or honestly for any American right now. Mm-hmm. Um, that I feel like I think anybody that went over to Saudi Arabia right now would be in jeopardy. Not just specifically WWE, not just specifically a politician, but if you are an American citizen, I think honestly the level of danger is too high right now for anybody to go to Saudi Arabia from our country as of this moment. So yeah. I don't think it I don't think it would be a good idea, period. I mean honestly, I just don't care either way. I don't think it's I mean that's my opinion. I'm like I mean it, there's two points of it. It's I mean if I was the business, if I ran it and if I ran the business I was Vince, I uh, probably would still go ahead with it cuz I know how much money is probably involved cuz I think uh You heard how much they said that they're they're looking at losing if they don't go? That's I can imagine how much. I believe, if I recall correctly, they were looking at losing, um, I want to say, the headline, and again, do not quote me completely, it was either $1.6 or $6 million if they don't go. Oh, that's less than I thought. It, it is, but still. But that's, I mean, that's, I think that's not even including the part where they could say breach of contract and sue them. I mean, we don't know exactly what the agreement is. We don't know what kind of clauses are put into there. There could be something that WWE may have put in there to cover themselves in case something like this happens. We don't know, but you could be right. This could be a breach of contract situation that could then go to but the UN so courts. Money involved, man. I'm talking about the long term money. They have. I mean, they, these princes. Think about this. If you have, if you have Shawn Michaels coming out of retirement for some pay per view overseas. I mean, you have all these all these wrestlers, John Cena, all these guys coming back in another country for a thing. You know, because I heard before the the Saudi princes, uh, Jericho. I watched an interview a day or two ago, and he was talking about whole. The, I remember when the Undertaker and Jericho were supposed to do a casket match, right? And I didn't know any of this. I didn't know why they. Remember, you you hear about this? You know why they pulled Jericho off? I, I didn't hear why, but I, I remember what you're talking about because originally it was Rusev that was headlined as uh, Jer- or I'm sorry, as Taker and Rusev in a casket. Yep. Then they took Rusev out and threw Jericho in, and then they took Jericho back out and threw Rusev back in. Okay, so Vin- so this Vince and Jericho, or Jericho decided Jericho to Vince, hell yeah, I'll come back and do it with Taker. That's all you know. I'll do that. And this is Jericho's words. He's he's this is an interview with him, and a live interview video a video. And he was, um, he said that he got the call that he was not going to be in the Taker match anymore, uh, and then the princes wanted to see Rusev in it. But Jericho goes, this was also the time when Vince gave him the gave him the okay to go to uh, New Japan, and he said that's pretty. That's what he thinks it was really about. He said, that's, that's what Jericho said. Jericho said that's, that's pretty much what he thought. He said he didn't really believe it was the princes that wanted it. But the fact that Vince told him that makes me think, on this current pay-per-view, Crown Jewel, I'm sure they're like, hey, we'll give you a freaking this much money if you bring HBK. Because HBK is one of those stars that the older generation loves overseas. I mean, oh, I, I totally agree. And, and it's one of those things where it's it's clearly – Clearly, at least in my mind, that Vince had an issue with Jericho doing the 
at doing the jump over. I don't Hell think yeah. there's. I don't think there's any question on that. But Jericho told him about it, and out, and kind of asked for permission, but just told him and let him know. And Vince's like, okay, you know, cool. And then all of a sudden, he gets this call, and then says, "Hey, we Rusev is back. The princess wanted Rusev. Like, what? The the princess wanted Rusev. I mean." What does he look Arabic? I don't know what the why would they pick a Rusev over a Jericho because Jericho's the one everybody knows overseas. Like even uh, Jericho said when he was over there for the last pay per view, he was in you know he was in the uh, the what's that the fifty man rumble the greatest Royal rumble. He said he was he said it was like laughable. He was there for like not even a minute or two in the match or whatever, however long in the match, and he left and got paid tons of money for it. And he said after leaving to the airport and stuff, he just like he said most of. He's like not to be cocky, basically, but nobody really mobbed the guys he's with. They pretty much all mobbed him because he was so popular over in Saudi Arabia. Me? You what? Me? Yeah. Um. What else can we talk about? Um. Let's see. There's a lot of stuff going on. Actually, but, so freaking cold upstairs. My. Oh, um. I'll tell you. What we can talk about is the uh, the supposed rumor of. Uh, people which lead in, which led it, or I was going to say it did lead in to what you were talking about earlier with the uh, potential new promotion that is being created yeah, by Jericho. Really, yeah, I'll and go back to that. Good. Um, they were, this could have some little indication as to the recent online rumor that a lot of New Japan uh, people are very unhappy with the new regime that has, that has taken over New Japan. Really? Uh, Why? Yes. So the story goes, and I, I'm not gonna, I'm not saying any names because I, for one, can't remember them, and two, uh-huh. there's been no, there's no uh, names that have been confirmed as to exactly who is unhappy. But we'll, I'll get to that in a minute. Um, so the the rumor is is that um, there's a lot of backstage talent, a lot of high up talent, um, both foreign and Japanese alike that are very unhappy uh, with the new regime that has taken over New Japan. New Japan now is being ran by a British guy who has had zero experience in professional wrestling. And then there's another gentleman who I cannot remember what his background is either, but it has nothing to do with wrestling either. It almost feels like a WCW situation from back in the day. Oh, God. Uh, Yeah, a bunch of guys. That sucks, man, because they were, like, really gaining well, and here's the thing. It apparently has gotten so bad, and again, per rumors and stories that have been reported, is that top top American athletes, nobody named specifically, has been sh- uh, showing a lot of concern over this new regime. They like the idea of wanting to uh, expand globally, which is where these guys are doing all that. However, that being said, um, guys that have never once uh, said that they were going to ever have any aspirations to go to WWE that were doing very well. Sorry. They have now had a lot of these uh, foreigners, a lot of the guys that obviously aren't Japanese-born wrestlers, things like that, a lot of guys who had shown no interest in going to WWE when their contracts expired here in January um, they have now started saying, well, it's not as clear-cut anymore, um, as in they are not. They said the fun with New Japan has started drifting. It's becoming more of a business as opposed to uh, what it used to be, where wrestlers were given a little bit more freedom because uh, the old regime was ran by wrestlers at one point. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a lot of people that are reporting to be very unhappy. Companies, though. I mean, that's just how you... 
you got to treat a business like a business. And those people who are the, it's sad to say this, but just being a business owner myself, you just can't listen all the time to people that aren't business savvy. If you, I mean, if it's one thing to hurt the business, but if they're saying like, hey, you can't do this outside of wrestling or you can't do this promotion or you got to stick to, I mean, you know what I mean? If, if they can't do too much like outside stuff or go to other companies while they're there or sell their own merch or whatever the, whatever the reason is, they're getting pissed off. It probably is in the best interest of that business of the person who's owning the business. If in the long run it hurts it, then yeah, they have, they did something wrong. But in the if in the long run it does better, like WWE, okay. Yeah, but you also got to understand something too. All due respect to your business as well as other every other business out there. This is the wrestling business, and there is a very big difference. And you have you can listen to Jim Ross, you can listen to Jim Cornette, you can listen to any old old timer. And they will say the same thing. Wrestling business is not ran like a traditional business. Never has been, never will be. So um, when you try to implement a actual business front into pro wrestling, nine times out of ten, it hurts the product. And let's be honest, WWE, even though, yes, they are the big game in town, we all can admit this, we all know this, but even we have admitted just on this very episode that WWE has grown extremely boring. So while they may not be suffering in regards to financial success, they are suffering in regards to viewership. So that's where that's not where they make their money anymore, obviously. They make it off of marketing and advertising now. But still, when your main audience starts leaving you because they're not interested in the product that you're putting out because you're being too much of a marketing-type scheme now, yeah, you're going to start losing interest in a product. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's, it's, only, it's only natural. Um, trying to think what else to do next. Um, but yeah, I mean, if man, can you imagine if this Jericho and JR thing was true? They have so many things going for them right now. Besides indie wrestling being so huge, they could grab so many indie stars right now. Uh, if they, if New Japan had problems, uh, has problems like you're saying, like true big ones, um, and like Kenny Omega or something like that decides to jump to J- JR and Jericho's promotion, oh my gosh, that would automatically like put the focus on the new new promotion. Like, oh, did you know? One of the top wrestlers in the world is now at this new promotion. It just, it just, it just has a lot of. I mean, people like Finn Balor, people like Kevin Owens, people like that who just never can, for some reason, stay on top or get the get the the spotlight they deserve, could go to this new promotion. That's that's kind of where wrestling has been as of recently, where it's like now we start we. When guys leave WWE, it's like it's like a lot of guys used to say, if you got to WWE or worked for WWE and got let go or whatever, WWE is where you wanted to be. Oh, yeah. Now, But now we've had such a spike with indie wrestling here over the last couple of years that it's now shown that you don't have to have WWE behind you to make a living in this business. So you're right. When you have alternatives to the main thing you're just making more jobs available and on top of that when it comes to the indie scene right now if this promotion were to kick off 
yeah, I can only imagine the guys that have contracts coming up in WWE who want to be like, hey, we don't want to be here anymore because, hey, we're not really given spotlights at all or even a chance to succeed. Guys like Bobby Roode, guys like even Zack Ryder, for God's sakes, who Cody Rhodes has even said, I really wish he would just honestly bank on himself and leave WWE. He probably won't do that now because his girlfriend just signed with the company too. Who? Chelsea Green. Well, who, who's 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 uh, Chelsea Green's? Who's the husband? Chelsea Green, boyfriend is Zack Ryder. I did not know that. Yeah, yeah. they've been dating for almost two years now. Matter of fact, it was uh, Cody's wife Brandy who set them up back when they worked in TNA. I this sounds familiar. I just, maybe I just forgot. I don't know. Um, that's crazy. Um, dang it! Forgot as the next topic. I forgot it was going to lead. Isn't a segue into this stuff. Wow, shit. Oh, um, no, go ahead. No, go. You're good. You've got it. Go ahead. Oh, just, I was just saying people are going to sit, think, or people are going to think and or say like, oh, they're going to, it's like WCW all over again. They have a billionaire involved. They're going to grab all the WB talent. But I truly think it's a different thing because the talent was already popular before they came to WWE. Finn Balor, Kevin Owens, Shinsuke, all these guys that are not as popular as they could be in WB made themselves outside of WB compared to the old times when WB all the stars were made in WB and WCB grabbed them. And then it just feels like a remake of what WB was. You know what I mean? Oh yeah, I've said I've said this too and this is, goes in regards to Impact as well. I think one of the things that is kind of faltering a little bit on Impact's re, uh, revitalization so far and where I think this this new company, if it does exist or end up happening, with Jericho and uh, Jr. I really no think one... there's something to the story. Do what? I really think there's something to this because I mean, ma- I mean, we're talking about SC scoops and a lot of major companies are talking about this. So, I mean, it just sounds like there's something really to this. I, I think there is. I think there is a lot more to this than obviously what they want to release at this time. That being said. Um, Jericho, what I was getting at was with Impact especially right now, um, one of the things that's missing from from TNA or or formerly TNA now Impact Wrestling is that um, they don't have any like huge headlining old-time stars in their locker room. And yes, that's great when when you're trying to rebuild a company and you're making your name off of your own talent or talent that was, you know, a, a good draw for another place, like for instance, uh, Johnny Impact, who was John Morrison in WWE. Um, he's their champion now, which is great, but he was never like the guy. You know what I mean? You don't have one of those big name guys like a Jericho, like a Christian, or or Edge, or anything like that to really help put the name out there. And I think that's one thing that's missing from TNA, uh, from Impact Wrestling right now. But now, getting back to what I was saying about Jr. and Chris Jericho. They would be one of those guys that knows that you need that type of talent for a promotion to succeed. You don't have to make them the focal point, but you need them there to help draw eyes to your product so that you can have the older guys start putting the younger guys over. And that's one of the best things that Jericho ever used to do when he'd come back for his WWE runs. If you remember, like you do and like I do and several other people, and Jericho's verbatim said, he does not come back and want to put himself over. He knows that he's an old-timer now. He knows that he's got other things that he wants to do, so he shouldn't have the focal point on himself. 
but he wants to help other guys succeed. Yeah, I just don't want to say like a Jeff Jarrett kind of thing where Jericho becomes the new Jeff Jarrett. <laughs> I honestly don't think Jericho is you know honestly I mean too that, smart. He's still in the spotlight, having matches that he shouldn't really be in. You know what I mean? I, I, I know. And I, Jericho's way too smart to do stuff like that. In my opinion, I think he gets it. I think he understands that you, like, like I said, you need those top names to help get your company name and your promotion out there and over with the crowd, so that it brings eyes to your product. But that doesn't mean that you have to make them the focal point of your product. Yeah. So, and I think Jr. smart enough to know that too, because remember, he was the executive of talent relations for WWE for over a decade. He knew talent, so it's not like neither of these guys are rookies. You know what I mean? I think there's so much potential that could be from a a new promotion, especially if it was ran by Jericho and Jr. with the backing of a billionaire. That would be. Can you imagine I mean, what JR's this promotion mind could be? And Jericho's mind alone, it's like, damn, that's those are like two legends. Like Jericho is arguably and the most diverse wrestler and smartest wrestler and legend. I mean, I think he is. I think he's one of the top guys ever, honestly. Well. Go into what you're saying about that. Think of the business mindset of Jr. plus the creativity of Chris Jericho. Oh yeah, hell yeah. That that you're right. It, it spells nothing but hey, there's something here. Like this, this could be something huge. So there's a lot of possibilities. I, see, I honestly get so excited thinking about it. It's like, man, I just really want some other show that I can watch on cable or on Hulu. <laughs> Because I know I can go and get the New Japan, or I can re read captions, or I can go on YouTube and watch whatever. But it just—it's not as accessible, you know. It's not as easy for me as a business guy who's always busy on the run. If I want to tune to Hulu to watch Catch Raw or SmackDown, I can. I don't have to go and sit on a uh, Monday night or Tuesday night and watch it live, which I try to if I can. But it's nice to be able to access it whenever I want in HD quality. I'm not going to have to go and get a virus. What should I probably do? Get a virus because I use streaming sites I shouldn't. But, yeah. <laughs> no, you're right. I, I, I can totally agree and see with what you're saying there. I totally get that. It, is um, it, it does. It has the chance to be something special. I mean, hell, even with the what looks to be the – now the revitalization of the National Wrestling Alliance. Their 70th know, anniversary show is tonight. Exciting. Yeah, I mean, as, as a matter of fact, what's even Billy more Corgan's exciting. Billy doing some good stuff, bro. <laughs> Billy Corgan's done great doing this. Now they've got Cody Rhodes as their champion, who faces Nick Aldis, formerly known as Magnus, um, in TNA. They they put on a, a decent match from All In. I mean, I have a buddy of mine who is the current NWA Junior Heavyweight Champion, Barrett Brown. He's on the show against Laredo Kid tonight. So, um, I mean, there's, there's a lot of good things that are coming from this. It's just, we just need that one thing, that one spark in professional wrestling to make us all be like, man, this is what you want to watch now. I, I agree. Um, it's funny, all the stuff you're saying today, just about Fox looking for more wrestling and less comedy, all this stuff, I'm just, I'm, I was about to talk about it, but you're, you've already brought it all up. <laughs> Oh, so you hear about this whole thing with Paul Heyman managing one of the NBA stars coming to WWE in the future? That um, I, I don't know if I want to say cool or what, but whatever. <laughs> I know. I thought it was, uh, Kevin Owens injury uh, update. He got a double knee surgery. If some of you guys don't know about that, which sucks. I love Kevin Owens, but it also it explains why they have not been using him as much the last six seven months. 
and that's probably why. Yep, it's very true. Um, uh, Ronda Rousey destroyed the Bellas like crazy verbally. I was like, Ronda is getting awesome on the mic. I just felt so much passion from her. It it was, but then I've also seen a lot of people that are like, man, did this actually set them back a little bit too? Because she used a lot of cheap shots that Who cares? many people have already That's brought up. Stuff. <laughs> I mean, yeah, you ain't you ain't gonna get anything from me well, saying right, anything. I said that on Twitter. I said that on Twitter too. I said I felt kind of bad for the Bellas because they have worked hard. They've been there for a long time. It's not like they've been there for a year or two and we're just all you know just the Barbie diva girls. They actually wrestled every week. So mm-hmm. I said the same thing on Twitter, like, ah, it's good, but I kind of feel bad for them. And people are commenting, like, yeah, come on, man, you feel bad for them. I'm like, they actually worked your butt off. Mm-hmm. But, you know, they do they do have some boshomanias here and there, and I get it. Yeah, they, they kind of happen more frequently. <laughs> but I just, I don't know, something that Rhonda is, like, on her mic, I, li- I love that she's not good at it. I love that, she, I love that she's not fine-tuned. Right. But she's going to need to because, I mean, honestly, I hate – one of the things that I hated about her, her her promo style is that she, for one, doesn't hold the mic up to her mouth at all times like she's supposed to. Yeah. And B, she rushes through her promos. And I'm like, you can slow it down and let people ingest what you're saying. It's true. Because I'm sorry. I hate people that go fast through their promos because you're not giving them any time to really appreciate what you're saying. I'm not a fan of it. I just, I, I, I just oh, think. Yeah. Oh yeah, I get it. Everybody has their own little kind of thing. Yeah, and and, and it's not just Ronda. There are tons of people in WWE that do it, and it, it's one of the most annoying things that I really cannot stand. But you know, whatever. I'm not the one there, so. I know we talked about it earlier, but not very really much. So WWE officially signs Matt Riddle, Chelsea Green, Mia Yim, uh, Huberto Carrillo, Luis Martinez, formerly Punishment Martinez. Um and Daniel the dot and I'm pretty excited for this crew honestly oh and Jordan Omo Omo Kabidkin yeah and like I said when I shared that uh, when I shared the rumbling rumors post about it earlier this week uh, as I said before my excitement was over uh, Riddle. Uh, well, Matt Riddle, Punishment Martinez, and then Chelsea Green and Mia Yim are both also two really good women signings uh, for the NXT brand. Dude, I didn't but really know about Punishment before, but I had to do the article. I didn't. I had to do the article on him, and I had to. I had to do the little news break on him, and I was watching videos of him and researching. Like, I actually like him. He actually seems like pretty legit. Like, I, I just I like him. I like his. I like his look, and I like his uh, mic skills. Punishment Martinez is another big guy that has he he'll have I think more opportunities presented to him as long as he continues to get better because he had a he had to get better in Ring of Honor mm-hmm. and being that he being that he's cut his chops in Ring of Honor which I've always Ooh, said I so good right now poor chops oh yeah <laughs> I've always said that Ring of Honor has basically become the true developmental before you go to WWE because look at the stars that That's are in I WWE feel, I feel, I've always felt that way too. Um, punishment will be fine because he's a he's a big guy. He's six foot seven. Oh, um, is he? Yes, he's Man, agile. He's, he's, sta- he's standing in the picture. In the por- he's standing next to a big old big old black guy. And the, yes. I thought I thought he was short. So the black guy must be like eight foot. Seven three is oh how my that gosh, big that guy. This guy's is. huge. Yeah, I didn't so, realize punishment was that t- big. 
Yeah, he's he's a huge dude, and he's agile as hell. Oh he's God. quick. He can. He's actually he can fly. Punishment Martinez reminds me a lot of a not not with a character or anything, but with his his um, athleticism. He reminds me a lot of a new age Mike Awesome, who just was a was a big. That, I don't know if that's good for him, but yeah. Uh, Mike Awesome was revered back I'm in ECW being a WCW era. Yeah. No, no, no. I'm I, trust me. I'm not talking about WCW <laughs> era either. That Mike Awesome sucked too. <laughs> yeah. Um, but no, the the Mike Awesome that was originally in ECW, um, that was a heavyweight who could fly like a cruiserweight type of thing. Mm-hmm. That's exactly what Punishment Martinez can do. And I was so happy to hear that oh, WWE so signed kind of style. him. <laughs> I just, I just hope that he doesn't get ruined. Matt Riddle, I have no kinds of concerns over whatsoever. Matt Riddle has made, he's even said that he's had so much fun doing uh, professional wrestling since his time away from mixed martial arts that he doesn't see himself, at least at this moment in time, ever going back to MMA. See, so I think guys like that are smart because, especially if they've been wrestling fans growing up, because they know they can get paid more, arguably, in WWE long-term. Their body is arguably, this is arguably, not as messed with as in UFC. That's arguably because, yeah, you don't get you don't fight every week like you do in wrestling, but I feel like UFC you may have harder blows. I'm, I'm just guessing. <laughs> but um, real Very quick, well real quick, Jordan, that Jordan Omo Gibihan, he is 7'3 and 370 pounds, originally from uh, Nigeria. Dude, this guy is huge. But I'm confused. If he's 7'3, 370, Big Show is what, 7'2? Uh, yes. So he's and built he's at 500 pounds. Well, now he's dropped, obviously, from that 500 mark. I know, but, but do you think it was really ever 500 pounds? Really? Do you honestly think that? Even Big Show himself said that he did end up reaching oh, 500 okay. pounds. But I just feel like when they promoted him, he wasn't 500 pounds. Okay, well, the, the Big Show said it, I believe him. Big Show usually is a pretty honest guy. No, no to your point, though, WWE is notorious for yes. embellishing. So, yes, you are correct. At one time, they did I mean, build I feel him like half the cruiserweights don't really read the requirement on a lot of times. Oh, yeah, like Mike Kanellis, who, by the way, I'm glad is actually Dude, getting somewhat of a spotlight. He's looking jacked as hell right now. I, I love that he's actually getting something, like, even though it's over on 205 Live, um, but, like, Buddy Murphy, who I think legitimately did have to work his ass off to get down to 205. Cedric Alexander had to do the same thing for the Cruiserweight Classic when that happened. Cedric is not 205. He is way more than 205. There is no way a guy that stacked is not at least 230. Uh, maybe. He's stacked, uh, man. He has freaking muscle on him. I'm like, that's t- – I have friends that are his height – and that are are uh, not stacked at all, and they're 205, 210. I'm not doubting it. I'm how not how doubting much do you weigh, Travis? Me? I, I, last I weighed myself, I was at 201. Okay, Travis, you're 201. You have muscle on you. How tall are you? Exactly. There's no way. I mean, come on, man. Just, there's no way those guys like Buddy Murphy and those guys are not at least 220, 230. No way. I mean, yeah, that, that'd be my thought too. But you know, again, how do we? I know, we don't know. Topic, we don't I'm know. We honestly don't know if they do or don't. But I, getting back to what I was saying, I'm just glad to see Mike uh, Mike Bennett, of course, going by the character name Mike Canellis. I'm glad he's getting somewhat of a of a spotlight because he deserves it. That dude, that dude is a good wrestler. Yeah, and I think he has all the all the ability to go go forward hard. Um, anything you want to close it out on, Trev? Trev. Uh, 
Um, let's hope that the rumors are true about Jr. and uh, Chris Jericho, and let's just hope that you know we can get good good wrestling from WWE. We know one thing for sure: if we just hold it out for another year, well, I'm sure we'll have great wrestling back over on SmackDown to where they legitimately are the A show because they did beat Raw in the ratings this week, so they technically were the A show. Oh, did so they? suck That's it, good, at least. yeah. So suck it, Stephanie. They are the A show. <laughs> I did not like the whole dance-off thing. God. I, I didn't either. Ooh, who, does, like, who makes these storylines up? Remember, everything has to go through Vince McMahon. So. Jesus. I was like, oh my god, what is this? Good God. Okay, well, uh, <laughs> all in all, though, all in all, this week in wrestling was actually pretty good. I actually didn't, I didn't, I liked SmackDown. I didn't mind it. Raw was okay, but SmackDown to me, really, I liked it a lot, even though there's a couple stupid things. Let me say this. It was better than Raw 25. Yes, agreed. <laughs> I raw twenty five. I don't know why. I don't know what the chemicals or what happened. What what didn't coincide correctly in my mind? But it was just nonstop, just stupid stuff. Oh yeah, oh yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. I mean, granted, the Miz and Rusev, you know, three minute blow off match was stupid too. But you know, yeah, I guess oh, you yeah. can have. Yeah, you can always pick apart things. But I was like, you know, all in all, I like SmackDown one thousand. I, I thought it was all right. It was it was decent for what it was supposed to be. Oh, see, that, guys, even the critical Travis thought it was decent. Yeah, yeah. Again, decent, not great, but <laughs> decent. That's that's all you're gonna get from Travis, guys. That uh, is it. <laughs> uh, okay, well, you can um, get this the hell out of here. All right, guys. Again, thank you for coming back and listening to us. Coming back for our from our hiatus. Um, we appreciate your listening as always. Please go and visit rumblingrumors.com where you get all your non-spoiling articles as well as great editorials from our writers as well. And you get free HD wallpaper if you'd like to that were designed and created specifically by Mr. Ram Jam himself. Yeah. You can you can always go and visit both of us on Twitter at WWRamsey for Ramsey at Travis underscore Falhart for myself. You can also go and like the Facebook page for Rumbling Rumors, and you can yes, follow the Rumbling Rumors page on please, Twitter. Please, because yes. that thing is hurting. Because yeah, yeah. <laughs> like them over on Facebook and follow us on Twitter as well. You guys are always amazing. We appreciate your listens every single time. All right, guys, have a good weekend. Whatever's left of it, have a good one. Peace and out. See ya.